Michael Fay. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood-related. I'm your host, Christian, joined by my co-host, Devin, as well. And also making his first guest appearance here on the show, we have Matt Wyatt. How are you doing today, man? Congratulations. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me on the show for the first time. I'm excited. <laughs> It's it's great to have you on, man. You know, we we've, we've uh, kind of crossed paths a few times through the uh, the Thunderdome. That is the uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> that is the pseudo geeks uh, movie draft. It's I, I don't think we've actually ever like faced each other in that draft before. No, we we, know, we 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 don't make it very far. So it's <laughs> <laughs> no, I, even when I had a great uh, movies on my team, they voted for the other team. I was like, what? Come on! <laughs> I feel your pain, man. It is. It's, it's it's heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking to see you you work so hard on your team, I and do. then to see it just get dragged through the mud, and it's <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It happens to me all. I've never made it past the second round of their draft ever. Yeah, that's never. unfortunate. It's all right. I mean, it happens, but hey, pe- people like you know they're going to vote for what they want to vote for. But yeah, better luck I thought next I, time. I, I I thought we both had some pretty good. Picks. We did. <laughs> <laughs> terrible but it's it's all right oh my god so um before we begin today's um review really quick devin how, how's your day been before we uh, get a little further it I know was quite the hump day happy hump day <laughs> the last what if wednesday we will ever have guys this is well crazy. for for another year or so yeah hopefully i don't do they announce when season two is coming out um no but I'm, I'm, gonna, sure. I'm just going to say it's next year. It wouldn't then surprise me if, they if, did. It, if it becomes true, then I'm going to claim that I called it. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And also, before we go, I wanted to kind of give Matt just a little bit of time to, you know, let our listeners know who you are. And, you know, um, if, if, if there's anything you want to share with the audience out there and like, you know, what, what what's your favorite movie you've watched so far this year? My favorite movie is Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is definitely my favorite movie of 2021. I mean, we've been waiting for the fans have been fighting for four years for this cut to happen. And thank God that HBO Max came around the corner and actually greenlit it and actually give us the film that the way the film was intended. And it, de- it delivered all the expectations. I loved every single uh, moment in this film. After that min- uh, that abomination from that 2017 Justice League, <laughs> that huge pain that we had to suffer. But thank God that, that now we have on HBO Max and then we have the 4K Blu-ray, which had become the, it sold out in the first week that when they were selling in the stores. And I got my hands on it and I'm so glad that I have the real Justice League. Fingers crossed that we get the Snyderverse restored. Yeah, I... I, I actually, at first, I mean, for, for years, I, I got a lot, I'm not going to lie. I did not want this to come out at all like, years <laughs> ago. And then I saw it. I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. A little bit long, but you know, that's just Zack Snyder's style. And you know, he, he finally got to complete the movie that he was never, never able to do. So I wouldn't mind if the Snyderverse was restored, but I was, I just, there's, there's a better way to go about it. I know a lot of fans out there are clamoring for it. Um, it's just very, it's tough. I don't know. You know, Warner Brothers seems they've sealed the deal on it, but we really don't know. So who we'll knows? See, what they're we'll up see to. what happens at DC fandom. Hopefully we do get an announcement at some point. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I'm ugh, begging, begging, but 
In this episode, everyone, we're going to be discussing the season finale of Marvel's What If, which is titled, oh my gosh, I actually, it's it's episode nine. Devin, what is the- uh, The Watcher name? broke his oath. The Watcher broke his See, I renamed it on this episode as Oathbreaker because he is an Oathbreaker. But yes, The Watcher breaks his oath, which is really, really awesome. Hold on one second, really quick. I actually need to plug in my uh, my MacBook because apparently it's about to die here in a second. So hold on one second, everyone, and enjoy this nice little um, this nice little music thing that I have going on here. <laughs> I like it. Nice. All right, and we're back. <laughs> I looked up, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was plugged in, and then it wasn't. I was like, okay, so we're here. <laughs> we're here. We're going to be talking about episode nine of What If, the season finale. Before we begin today's show, really quick, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, FM Optics. Again, that is Optics with and next and before further ado ladies and gentlemen let's dive into our uh review of episode nine of one of again the season finale right after this short break space time reality it's more than a linear path it's a prison of endless possibility that doesn't sound ominous at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our episode nine review, the What If series finale season one this, that is titled What If the Watcher Broke His Oath. Again, this is one by one of the creators, AC Bradley, written by David Lowry, and stars some of our favorite Avengers. We have uh, the late Chadwick Boseman. We have Tom, not Tom, yeah, Tom Hiddleston. My gosh, we get a little bit of Samuel Jackson in there as well. And, you know, a, a few other uh, nice little sneak peeks, uh, as, as well as Bet- um, Benedict Cumberbatch. And the story is as follows, as it is every single week. The story is the same, exploring pivotal moments from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and turning them on their head, leading to the audience in uncharted territory. In uncharted territory, did we get, gentlemen, it has been a crazy, crazy ride. But uh, we're going to get into our non-spoiler section first. For everyone out there listening, again, once you hear this nice little boy, that means we're going to be getting into our spoiler section, but that will be a little bit ways down the road. But I wanted to pass it off to our guest, Matt, here to give his first initial reactions of Marvel's What If Episode 9. Yeah, this is a really solid episode and a great conclusion to this season. I mean, I, I thought it was very epic. The animation was so beautiful. Um, Supreme Strange was the MVP of this episode. I love it so much. Uh, Ultron is still the one of the most threatened characters of the MCU, the, the, the superior Ultron that we should have had in Age of Ultron. And there's there's just moments in the, in the episode where it kind of felt a little bit rushed. I wish and Gamora was kind of thrown into the mix, which we didn't even get her episode of her story. I wish they would have dived into a little bit more of that. But overall, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. This is my third favorite episode of the series. Okay. Okay. Devin, what about you? It's nice that we actually have a, a name for this vision now. Um, apparently it's Ultra Vision. 
It's the official name <laughs> on IMDb. There you go. See, I was I was rooting for Voltron, but no one wanted to listen to me. It's cool. Yeah, I think there might be some legal rights issues there. <laughs> um, but as far as this episode goes, I thought it was good, not great. There were some strange decisions that I thought they made that we'll go into later. But overall, like um, like he said, the animation is great. There's some really cool fight scenes in this one, especially the first one with uh, Ultra Vision there. A lot of uh, Mjolnir's going around. That was pretty great. And yeah, the um, the inclusion of Gamora here is very strange. We, we do know now that, that she does have an episode, that, but they had to cut it for an unknown reason. And apparently they might put it in season two, which will be strange because we already know what happens. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, they, they spoiled their own, their own episode. They did. Um, but other than that, um, it was just really cool to see Chadwick Boseman one last time. It's cool and sad at the same time. He's just so good. Apparently, there was going to be a spinoff um, Star Lord Chala series that they were going to possibly um, start developing, but unfortunately, not. Yeah, I, I pretty much had to echo what you guys said. I, this is definitely one of the best um, what if series that, or excuse me, episodes that we've had so far. It's it's been a really weird ride because this this entire series this season is nothing that we've really had before and you know turning the mcu on his head we get it um i do agree with what matt had said i do feel like it was a bit rushed um i feel i think the uh do we know what the runtime was it was like it was about 30? like 35 minutes yeah yeah definitely could have used a little bit more there it should have been like an we- hour <laughs> Yeah, we that would have been nice. Devin and I were hoping that it was going to be at least like four, at least forty-five minutes. Yeah, give us like forty-five. I, at the least. moment I tune in, I was like, it says thirty-five minutes. I was like, yeah, shocker. <laughs> it, just, it feels like an, it just feels like another episode. Like it doesn't feel like this awesome build-up to what I mean. Like, yeah, we've been seeing all these different stories. Um, you know, the, the story itself was very interesting. You know, we, we see a lot more action as we have within these past three episodes. You know, I keep going back to like the cell shade technology that they're using. Like it looks beautiful, especially if you have like Dolby Vision, one of those t- one percenters out there with like a super fa- fancy TV, but it looks amazing. Um, yeah, the 4k was beautiful to look at. Yeah. It was like, Wow. I, I, I was, I was in awe. Like I was, I was paying attention, but it's like, I felt like, I felt like everything was just rushed and we knew going in to the series that it was supposed to be 10 episodes, but it, it, it feels a little bit more like Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's like that one piece that's missing. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier also had that stuff due to COVID. And of course this series was also affected by COVID and I hope, you know, series moving forward won't be as affected by COVID for it. Because I've seen a lot of um, studios out there who are actually recording multiple seasons and like batch recording, essentially. Uh, Lock and Key is a uh, great example that's hitting Netflix. Season two is hitting Netflix uh, later on in October this month. And they filmed season two and season three back to back because they don't know when they're going to be, you know, together again until Maybe season four gets greenlit, whatnot, but uh, it's a little bit off the beaten trap there. But with episode nine, I really did enjoy it. Like Devin said, it was very sad to see uh, Chadwick Boseman's final, final performance. Um, I wish he had a little bit more to do in this episode, but it was cool to see the nice little um, team up, the the different kind of team up that we got. Uh, Gamora Thanos looks 
fan freaking amazing. And I wonder where her episode was going to be placed within this universe because it's it's a nice little callback from time to time. And you know, the the series definitely sets up for season two, if you haven't noticed by now. I mean, of course, it's Marvel. Um, but overall, like, I, I thought it was a very solid episode. I can't say it was my favorite though. So yeah. that kind of gets me to where I, yeah, I was definitely hoping it would be for me, but not quite. I would uh, give this, there. I would give this episode like a B if I were to grade it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm falling. At. And um, I guess, you know, we can do ratings on the front end now, Devin, but if you wanted to, uh, we usually wait till the end, but it's like, you know what? Might as well. It's been a long week. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm on like an 85, so we're in the we're in the B range. Yeah, I, I would say I'm, I'm. I would. I would say about yeah, 84, 83, probably like an 84, like just just right there. It's it's so strange because you know we this is all canon and we see certain things happen that of course we're going to get into here in a bit with the spoiler section, but. It just felt like, do you guys think that having Gamora's episode would have completed this? Because out of every series we've gotten so far, I think this is the least watched. Because I don't know if they've really pulled any numbers. You guys know that if they've kind of, you know, because usually for WandaVision, they're like, oh, you know, WandaVision's, you know, the most watched series, you know, on Disney Plus right now. And, you know, they're showing numbers for like Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier. And then once What If came out, it just, kind of went away i don't I know i'm seeing any numbers yeah it's I, I do i do agree that um the biggest issue was the gamora thing i'm not really sure what the issue is they said it's covid related but i feel like what since it's animated i feel like they could have got Easy. that wrapped up yeah it came out in august it's october now i don't really know the logistics of animation and how long it takes but i feel like that could have been for one episode i think they could have could have Got it done. Yeah, because I've said before on here on the show that like a lot of animated I mean, animation projects should technically be thriving because you can create like a pseudo or semi-professional like sound booth like in your closet at home. You know, like sending like I mean, a lot of it obviously does deal with audio and video, but you know, most of it, you know, the performances there are voice acting. So I, I wonder what it was that actually it might have been something COVID related. You know, I, I know a lot of um, companies nowadays are kind of using that more and more as an excuse, but you know, you can only use that for so long. Like I understand, you know, we are technically still in a pandemic, um, and it just feels like the world is ready to move on but there are others it's like hey you know we're i mean a lot of people in my place of work you know we're still working from home because of covid we're actually like moving buildings too so it's because like we're we're not down we're downsizing like the actual office itself but it's like i i don't really it covid affects a lot more things that's i guess that's my point that what people seem to like meet the eye but we, we never really know we see it in the gaming industry as well like a lot out there, but I wanted to pass it back over to Matt really quick. Was there any last um, non-spoiler thoughts you had before we get into our spoiler section? Yeah. I just wish that they would have built up with these characters before they started getting into the big climactic action set pieces, because I felt like they were just jumped right in the mix. They had to get a little small, little character growth moments, and then they jumped right into the middle of the action. I wish they would have like extended it a little bit more in my opinion. Yeah. I, 
Absolutely. I, I think the runtime for this entire, well, the runtime for this episode is definitely what's hurting it a little bit. Like I'm seeing really good reactions on, you know, on Twitter and things of that nature on social media. It just doesn't seem to be everybody's favorite. And I think that's okay because with a show like this, it's so out there and it's like, well, how do you have, how do you make like a linear story path in the multiverse when there's so many different things going on? Because we, we really don't see Ultron or Voltron or was it ultra ultra vision? Yeah. We, we really don't see, there we go. (laughs) We really don't see ultra vision really until episode set uh, towards the end of episode seven. So we really only have two full episodes with Ultra Vision. I'm just going to call him Voltron. Um, <laughs> it's more fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we only really see uh, uh, Voltron for um, the last two episodes. So I don't know. It, it's it, it's weird. I've always wondered how they're going to tell the linear story with just with so many different stories within each each episode being so different. It didn't really seem like things were shaping up until really like maybe was it episode was it episode seven or five is when we kind of started seeing more of a straight path of what they were kind of trying to do because we see like the big heroic like cinematic shot when they're you know battling it out on um in the season finale and we see gamora in like the um, in the marketing but we never got an episode with her until this one so i mean it is what it is but um, I feel like I'm getting more into spoiler territory here now. So that is your first spoiler warning for what if episode nine again, that is your second spoiler warning for the episode. So if you haven't seen it, we're, we're, we're weekend warriors here. You know, we're, we're not 3am warriors, but I, I, I found time in the day to watch it. <laughs> not super early. I know some, you know, a lot of YouTubers out there that I know hats off to you but your boy's not waking up that early. <laughs> I can wait. But so now we're finally into our spoiler discussion. Uh, where do you guys want to begin? Honestly, kind of wanted to throw it over to you guys. And now I've been chatting. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to see what we thought about this, this crew that the watcher put together, the, uh, the guardians of the multiverse, the the, his, his, his selections. Cause I, um, I don't know. I don't, obviously Gamora is, is just strange. Cause we don't know who this is. So this strange random Gamora, but I also didn't like the addition of if Killmonger because I mean, obviously he's Killmonger. He's gonna do Killmonger things, and it just felt way too like predictable, I guess. Um, but other than that, I loved the other other four. I guess there were, but I, I wish there would have been more of the zombies crew. Um, the the head of of Ant Man got Spider Man in there. I feel like I feel like that was one of the funner episodes. So I feel like we could have gotten more of them, but. Yeah, what do you guys think? I think they, they should have brought Spider-Man into this episode. He would have been a great addition. And also, yeah. it, we got we could they could have brought the Hank Pym, the one in the murder mystery episode, because he killed all the Avengers. I mean, it, he is very powerful, and they could have used him in, in that episode with the great experience. And that's what I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, for for this one, um, I guess to answer Devin's question, it's yeah, the the team, it seems like a really cool stacked up team because it's a totally different site of, you know, a new line of Avengers, which we're obviously getting to with young Avengers, fingers crossed um, in the, in the main line <laughs> um, MCU. But I, I really like seeing like just the new, 
you know, aside from Thor and I guess you could say Black Widow or Captain Carter's kind of the same. That's, that's another Carter. weird part that Black Widow's not a part of this team. Like, <laughs> it just feels like she was what she was. They, they could have skipped a lot of issues if they just went straight to the USB era. Yeah, yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, I like the lineup. I can see where why people were like, well, why is Killmonger chosen? Because we see the Watcher going to each and every multiverse saying, oh, you have been chosen. And it, it was kind of funny with um with Thor. You kind of <laughs> had to get his attention. You, you had to get you had to get a party Thor, <laughs> the one who can screw the whole mission up easily. And you had a Killmonger who is not to be trusted. I was like, what was he thinking? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about, I don't know how I feel about this watcher's planning abilities. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he picks up, po- uh, not poor, sorry, Thor, who's partying in Vegas, like just having a blast. Yeah. Like, he's having a party with his buddies that are gods and that nearly destroy the whole world by partying. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he picks them up. And Thor is literally just freaking out the entire time. You get the Chris Hemsworth scream. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so great i mean and, and you know not everyone is playing you know the voice actor of their character it may seem a little off uh devin is not a big fan of uh <laughs> of ultra this ultron of voltron aka ultra visions you Wolf. didn't have that many lines in this one not as much as last one thankfully oh yeah and this is a play by the voice actor uh ross McQuan, who was in the walking yeah. dead he played red skull in avengers affinity war and endgame and it was kind of cool to see him voice a uh, vision ultron but i kind of would have rather have uh, james spader to do the voice he yeah, it's, was the it's impossible to, to replicate james spader yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. probably impossible in a time like this that they had to get certain actors to voice the characters in the, in the recording booth. Yeah, because we really don't know when they actually started like just recording their lines because, of course, you know, we don't really know when Chadwick even recorded his. So it's kind of I, – I really don't know. And I, some people were kind of like from what I saw online, they, they were a little shocked that – when they introduced Black Widow, that it wasn't Scarlett Johansson. They were like, oh, oh, they didn't invite Scarlett to come back. And I was like, well, these were probably, they were probably being recorded while some people were filming other projects. You know, it's conflicting um, schedules happen all the time. So, I mean, it is what it is, but uh, I, I guess getting to, uh, I mean, the A-team, whatever this new, it was, it was interesting, but yeah, I don't know why Killmonger was there. Like, he is a complete and utter, like, badass. He, like, yeah, he's a badass, but, but he's also a murderous maniac. Yeah, I mean, he was running circles around Tony. I know a lot of people didn't like that episode. Like, I just liked it for the fact that we got to see more Killmonger because he is one of my favorite villains, for sure. But it was it was kind of weird to include him and, in, you know, what he does i mean it was it's i mean with with what came out today it might make more sense maybe they're distancing from sherry a little bit with her uh oh her anti her anti-covid views oh geez did did you see that i should see yes i have seen it (laughs) maybe they're distancing themselves from her i don't know i saw that and i shared it to dev and i was like what am i am i reading this right and i was like yeah i'm reading this right so i mean and like it is what it is, and you know, a lot of studios now have been require requiring you know their actors and just everyone on the production set um, to be vaccinated. I know that is like the number one thing for Netflix. Like you cannot go on with your show unless everyone on your team for your project is vaccinated. Yeah, because you don't you don't want to risk getting the production getting shut down and and delaying the the film that you were supposed to do. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, and that just, you know, obviously, you know, it assess the fans, but it, it definitely um, makes, uh, does not make the executives very happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> none, none whatsoever. But uh, I guess, I guess we can kind of move on to the, uh, just, just a fight scene, you know, like we, we got to see some awesome, you know, kick-assery scenes here, you know, Thor. Every, every fight scene that Dr. Strange is in is just, a tier always. Like, the evil. It was so like cool. it was like Infinity War dialed up to eleven. Yeah. Because this this Doctor Strange that that we know in this universe, he's been around for centuries and he has way more experience than the, the Doctor Strange we know in the MCU timeline. Yeah, and, and he was. I mean, you know, he he's battling literally, literally with his own demons. You know, paying for the mistakes of his own timeline. And I really love how I, I like the fight scene, you know, like the protection spells and, you know, Thor thinking that, oh, you know, he's had to shoot bo- lightning bolt Viva bolts Las Vegas. <laughs> he said, Viva Las and, Vegas. <laughs> and to see Doctor Strange was able to like mimic the the meal near. I was like, oh, my God, I'm yeah. blown away. Oh, my. Yeah. imagine seeing this in live action. And I just hope that they bring Supreme Strange in live action, maybe in the multiverse of madness. That I would be see, see, we we were thinking more of. No way home because I don't think that's Doctor Strange in No Way Home. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm still, <laughs> gonna, I'm still gonna lean towards the belief that, that it's actually Doctor Strange, but you could be right. That could be Supreme Strange. But see, like I was thinking that until I saw the ending of this episode <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> he he can break out at some point. He could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we literally have just the entire squad together. You know, they're. It, it really shows how powerful they are, but obviously uh, Ultra Vision is not, he's, he's just, he's just too much, but I wish we would have seen more of the Watcher. Like we did see him more in more of his powers facing Ultra Vision or Voltron earlier um, in the uh, series. So I guess he was taking more of a back seat because he said he wasn't going to interfere. So he, he definitely interfered, but then towards the very end of the episode, he says he can't interfere and help. I want to know what the consequences are. Is there like yeah, a, a, a bu- I mean, I know there's other Watchers in the comics. I wonder if there's like a, a council of Watchers that are going to come down and <laughs> be angry at him. I, he, he's all about technicality. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, I can't interfere, but I'll find some other way without interfering. Literally, yeah. <laughs> this man Just a nudge here and there. In. And grabbed the Thor <laughs> from <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> you literally grabbed it like a lot of random people from other universes. You technically did break your oath. <laughs> He's like, like he, he should have been in the fight. He interfered. He did not. I, I think he was just too. I think he was just too afraid to fight uh, Ultra Vision again because he he nearly killed him. Yeah. Well, I guess there would be like a loophole because he did return them back to the moments that they were taken. So that's not technically interrupting but that's just one thing that i was kind of thinking about because towards the end where you know maggie's like you know i've i've sacrificed so much can i can i just you know can i just see steve again i just want to go back and you know bring him back and well we kind of see that you guys saw the post credit scene as well yeah yeah. I knew I I always try to uh, fast forward in case they did drop a post credit <laughs> scene. You always got to be sure, like because you, you never know. I just you wish can't... we could fast forward in the theaters. Yeah, <laughs> too bad we too bad they didn't give us like the device to fast forward. <laughs> One day we will. One day <laughs> they literally AMC and like whatever other theaters out there literally just start start hiring like <laughs> post post credit uh, fast forward uh, uh, people. Just you know they they get paid. 
a decent amount, but they're literally there to just just like just have them just have the, the employees just have them put a voting poll. Do you want this to fast forward? Do you want the credits roll? Everyone was like fast forward at the post credit scene. <laughs> literally, honestly, I kind of wish they would do that for the trailer sometimes because they, they they play just a little too long in the theater. I will. Oh say. yeah, every trailer they always put out like ten trailers for twenty minutes in, until the movie starts. Sometimes it hits thirty, man, and it's like yeah, it's like it's twenty five like, thirty. It's just woo. a lot. I mean, there there was one time when I went to the opening night for the Force Awakens. They only played one trailer, and it was Civil War. And I was like, nice. I thought they were going to play more than one, but they only played one in front of the Force Awakens. Yeah, that's why I like going to like in person screeners. You're in. They play the movie. You're out. I'm like, yep. sweet. This is awesome. I absolutely love it. Or I maybe they did, or maybe they just want the audience to give more time to get their popcorn and then and their snacks at the food section and then just get into the theater or get <laughs> bathroom breaks. That that is that is very true. It, there there are a lot of advantages for that as well. But unfortunately, we cannot fast forward to the uh, post credit scenes. We have to sit there, which seems like an eternity. But luckily, yeah. we don't have to do that on Disney. Yeah, Fox. you can just look on your phone. Just watch, look at your phone or talk to your friends or your family about the movie <laughs> for a little quick until the post credit starts to show up. Exactly. And then it's like quiet for like another 30 seconds. And then you can leave. <laughs> they were like, no, it's like, okay, when, the, when it starts to show up, like, okay, everyone shut up. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, Marvel literally has conditioned us because every single episode, I did fast forward to see if there was anything. But luckily, I'm glad that I did for this. I'm like, okay, there might be something for the season finale. Yeah, and we get a uh, we get the the true romances back. The true, she gets how, her skinny Steve. How possibly. did he survive? How it, it, was he in the cryo freeze in that? Um, I guess it's just like thumper. a yeah cryo robot or something. Yeah, <laughs> just keeping him alive. I mean, I thought I, at first, I mean, I kind of figured it would be Steve because they kind of foreshadow it in the post credit scene. And I thought it was just going to be him taking a super soldier serum. But what if he had was the winter soldier instead of Bucky? That would have been a huge twist. Oh, no, I, I like that. I like that thinking. I definitely do. And then he got juiced up on that super serum steroids. <laughs> we get Captain America and Captain Carter breaking yep. borders. <laughs> <laughs> having super babies. Yeah, having um, super babies. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys really quick um, for how, how did you feel did, did the way that ultra vision or Voltron, as I like to call him, was it a satisfying defeat? Cause it felt a little too easy. It was, it was weird because it's like they kind of went back on their, their own rules when they said, Oh, these stones don't work in this universe. So we couldn't destroy them, but it's like, they've been working this whole time. Yeah, yeah, and also, how is he able to use the stone and jumping from other universes to another and destroying it? If he can't, if they can't destroy this, uh, the Affinity Stones that Gamora had that thing to that has the ability to destroy the stones. That part didn't really make any sense to me. Well, to quote Voltron, it's the multiverse; anything can happen. Yep, there's your answer. (laughs) It's like just keep going back to that statement. Don't think about it. Just go with it. Just like, just <laughs> like, like with like, vision, just like with uh, ultra vision, killing Thanos, just like a fly. Like what? <laughs> and everybody was like, Hey, why didn't vision use that in infinity war a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was actually pretty odd. I was, I, was I mean, I think that part of me is thinking that maybe he, because when he got stabbed by the, the spear with the black order and he lost the ability to do all these incredible things. And especially when he was getting that mind stone out of his, uh, out of his head, he was not at his full strength to kill Thanos at an instant. Yeah, that is true. Cause they were working. Shuri was working on, you know, this getting the stone out of him, And then 
Thanos kind of just <laughs> ripped it out. <laughs> just ripped it off. I was like, oh man, this dude had to die twice. <laughs> vision there's also, there's also just the there's just the issue of the time zone in general. Like Ultra Vision could have used it at any point to stop them from taking in stones. Just reverse time. Yeah. Like with like when Thanos did when they got the stone out of vision and destroyed it. And then he's like, nope, sorry. I guess they just want the heroes to win in this in this end of the episode. Yeah, it's just the issue you have with time travel in general. It just causes so many complications, so many holes. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and it's like it's the multiverse, so it's like you know, it's it's almost as if we've seen so many different iterations of how time travel works, and you usually just have to give it a pass because we really don't know how it works. We just don't. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, you, you don't know. You haven't tried time travel yet. <laughs> and also, like, if you try to over-explain it and trying to figure out how time travel works, it's going to give you a headache, and it just ruins the mystery. Especially to casual fans who are watching this, they're like, kind of just. The writers are like, "Hey, don't overthink it. It's time travel. None of it is going to make any sense." Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know what? Just it is what it is. Like we've seen, I've seen. Like uh, storylines with time travel where, you know, time travel technically doesn't work because, you know, if you go back in time, you've already been there. So you wouldn't be there anymore. It's it's so they see like now I'm just oh. <laughs> and like trying to explain that to like a casual viewer or whoever is trying to get into like, the MCU. Now. Yeah, it's like we're not going to explain it. We're making all this shit up. It's make believe. Yeah, it's yeah. like we're, we're, we're just as bad as the writers. Remember that like, <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're we're just you know shooting our shot and seeing what sticks it's it's like netflix just create a bunch of different new tv shows and movies see what see what's a hit and what yeah, isn't and, just, and i don't really mind like the people the uh, movies and television shows use time travel but in, sometimes they use it in the poor way and, and they use it as a cop-out and mm-hmm. it just they're get out of jail free card but if it's done right then then that's fine with me yeah i i feel like the multiverse is Marvel's get out of jail free card because now they're like, you know, we can. I mean, the entire phase four is supposed to be multiverse, at least phase four. We don't know about phase five or onward, but this is going to be around for a while. This whole multiverse thing. So it's we we, we got to get used to it. This isn't just a oh, you know, no way home and the multiverse of madness and then that's it. Like, boom, like we're done. So, you no, know, it's, it's going to continue off like through maybe around the quantum mania frame into the watch. Yeah. Yeah, and we got Kang in Quantum Media as well. So, oh yeah, definitely- we're gonna we're gonna see different variants of Kang because after the mm. Loki season finale, the moment that Sylvie killed him, that you just you're just gonna start a multiversal war, and now you're gonna unleash uh, unleash the multiple variants of Kang. Yeah, that too, and Spider Man supposedly. So yeah, oh yeah, we're hundred percent gonna get more Spider Man. Oh, man, I can talk about that. It's 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 the biggest. It's it's literally the biggest what if question of the year. It's the like, biggest hype, the most speculated movies movie of this year. Yeah, honestly, I would say more so than Dune, and I'm looking so forward to Dune. But I think Spider Man No Way Home is definitely number one because it's it's Spider Man and it's. Whew, man, December. Yeah, we'll be seeing the two legacy Spidey characters that we've grown up with, especially Tommy McGuire. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really count Andrew Garfield. I didn't grow up with him. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's there. I've seen his movies, but I, I, dev- I grew up with Tommy McGuire Spider Man. Like, yeah. I just think real- I just think that the to- uh, Andrew Garfield just deserves a second chance because it's it's not his fault that the no. the way that he was written in the first two movies. Yeah, it was. Man, it was just rough for him. 
Like he's a great actor, phenomenal actor. Yeah, and at one time at Comic Con before the movie, the first one came out, he pulled her, poured his heart out in Comic Con. He did that incognito, dressed up in that uh, Spider Man costume, yeah. and just gave his own little speech of how much he is honored to play the character and how much he is a fan of the of, of Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but hopefully he'll you know get his due diligence and uh, no way home. But uh, yeah, we've been talking here for a while for about what if so. We kind of already did our, <laughs> our scores during the beginning. You guys want to do a like top three episodes or something? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. we can go around the pond here. I guess we'll we'll start with our, our guest Matt here. Uh, what are your top three? Yeah, we can do top three because it's very hard to. I can't, I don't know if I can rank them all nine episodes. I can definitely give you a top three though. But we'll start with Matt, then go to uh, Devin, and then I'll, I'll close it out. Okay, number one is easily Doctor Strange. I mean, I just love how they were able to have him try to save, trying to save the woman he loves, Christine, and try to do that time loop over and over again to find a way to bring her back from the dead. And I love how they added more consequences and it ended on a downer note. And it was so emotional and depressing, but in a good way, it was well written. He was like the Anakin Skywalker in Revenge of the Sith, like he was doing whatever it takes to save the woman he loves, even if he had to go to the dark side. In the second episode was um what was it yeah the one with the ultra vision which I, that was incredible i mean i loved every single uh, moment in that episode about him this is the ultron we should have had in age of ultron he was the superior character and it was all about what have you done with us done for us lately because we were disappointed the way he was treated in age of ultron and the third one like i said the third one the season finale is my third favorite episode i i, I still enjoyed the conclusion it was a good wrap-up Okay. All right. Devin, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like number one, it's just really easy to, it's just Dr. Strange, uh, Supreme Strange episode. It was just so well done. And the way he's just devouring these monsters and leveling up and powering himself up. It's so cool. I'm going to go a little different on my two and three for number two. I'll go with the zombies episode. I really love the zombies episode. I think it had the best cast out of all the episodes, just that group of characters. You would never think they would go well together, but they really came in. I mean, I just always loved Paul Rudd and he was great as always. And of course, Spider-Man and then even the Wasp in there was a great addition. And then for number three, I would go with the second episode of the series, uh, T'Challa Star-Lord. I just love that one. It was so cool seeing um, Chadwick Boseman back. And I just love the idea of him becoming Star-Lord and, and Thanos being a, a big goofy goober. <laughs> <laughs> that episode literally brought a smile to my face. Like I, I love how, you know, the banter with uh with uh Thanos, he's like, I mean, yeah, like I know it was a bad plan, but it could still work, like kind of thing. And they're like, you know, they've they've heard it all. Silly before. goose. Yeah, silly goose, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was kind of weird that that the child of Star Lord was able to convince him that there is another way to save the universe. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was easy. Yeah, that was honestly, whew, Devin. I I I think my list is actually going to echo yours because wow. number one is Doctor Strange, hands down. That's all of our favorites. It it really was Anakin being my one of my my favorite Star Wars characters. Uh, Matt, I I I definitely got those vibes. It was just. It was heartbreaking because it it, oh, it it gets me every single time. Oh, I mean, man. you never know who the killer is. They never tell you, and it just you know it because it, it doesn't matter. 
because she was supposed. It, the reality is that it's fate. You can change yeah. fate because if the more, when you're together, you because you're destined to become the Sorcerer Supreme. Because in the current MCU timeline, they're not together. They're they're not even a couple, and that's right. why she is still alive in that world. And he, and that's why that she kept. Because if he fell in love with her and been with her for the rest of his life, he would never become the Sorcerer Supreme to save the universe. Yeah, it's it's. Whew. Crazy. Uh, and, and number two for me would be zombies. You got, got my boy Spider-Man in there. Like, I mean, it, it was such a good episode. And we got Scarlet Witch, one of my favorite. Um, I, I was wondering when she, she was really had a quick, she really had a quick death in this one. I was so disappointed. I was like, okay, this doesn't make any sense because she wrecked Thanos. In Endgame, and I also wanted Zombie Thanos to come back, but maybe yeah. do that. Oh man, two. he would have had all the six, and he would have had like all six of the Affinity Stones. Yeah, he was about <laughs> to get the last one. Yeah, and yeah, it was kind of weird that she that Wanda went out so quickly. The Zombie Wanda, I thought she was gonna whoop him at them. <laughs> right, I was like, I'm like, this is not the same one. It's not the same Wanda from Endgame, but still, I was like, ooh man, he was about to tear. I thought she pieces. was gonna speak in a zombie language, like you take everything <laughs> for me. <laughs> You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. I was like, oh, oh snap. That was so, oh, I love that line delivery. He's like, who, who, who are you? Like, I'm sorry. Have we met? Um, and number three, I keep going back and forth. I, at first I was like, well, maybe it is the penultimate episode, but I, I think it is. It's also um, episode two because it was just, it was so heartwarming to see T'Challa again and just, it was just a really great episode. Like, like, like we said, you know, it only T'Challa would be smart enough to have the wits to talk Thanos down from, you know, destroying half the universe and just everything that it comes with, you know, the heartfelt scene between him and his father, you know, and him um, just being abducted and, you know, wanting to live this other life. Like I really, really enjoyed that episode. I feel like a lot of people kind of forget about it because it is so early in the uh in in the series itself so yeah my list is same as devin so way to go the original (laughs) (laughs) well and i was thinking for number three i was kind of going back and forth i was like well me i did like um you know the penultimate episode a lot but it was more so for the action and just you know uh ultra vision just becoming like super aware having this like 10th sense <laughs> that was like oh my gosh you know him finally figuring out who the watcher is but the watcher is like us in many ways you know like we even see towards the end of the episode when uh natalie uh or not it's not natalie portman my gosh nat <laughs> aka black <laughs> widow i'm sorry y'all i'm all over the place today with black widow you know she's was it black widow was like yeah you know like the the watcher the watcher kind of just obviously just doesn't can't in, interfere and just kind of watches them, you know, play out their lives much like us. Like we're just watching this stuff unfold. We can't do anything. We literally can't, but he, yeah, the watcher is literally the audience. Like that's literally <laughs> us. Like we're telling these characters like, Hey, go, pick that box. That's it's right there. It's right in front of you. You idiot. Come on. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that episode so much. It was so, so good. Yeah, That's literally us saying it like, come on, you idiot. It's right in front yeah. of your face. <laughs> I mean, we, we finally got our, our Hawkeye with, uh, you know, came, came well-equipped in this episode. So, 
Yeah, uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, for the episode for today. But really quick, any final last thoughts about just the series as a whole? You know, what we what we'd like to see for season two, and then we'll we'll kind of get out of here. Um, I guess we'll start with Matt and then go to Devin, and then I'll, yeah, I'll close. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Overall, this was a great concept of seeing the characters that we know from the MCU and going to it at different scenarios and different direction and being a little bit dark and the what we've seen in the MCU. And this was like the Twilight Zone of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like just having the Watcher being the narrator and, and telling you what scenarios that they're in and 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 how it's, and it's unpredictable and there's there's episodes where it kind of hit is a hit and miss and kind of forgettable and it was a little bit of a miss opportunity but overall this is a very good show and it's definitely worth the watch and i hope that we get season two and get more of this all right Devin. yeah it was just a really fun show overall um as far as what i'm looking for in season two um, they have confirmed that they will be including phase four characters which is very exciting mm. and my my hope is that they they like they rely heavily on them because I want to see a lot of Shang-Chi. I want to see a lot of Eternals, like, especially since they're so new, I feel like there's so much we don't know about them. We can explore Like, I think, I think they should lean heavily on some phase four characters for season two. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah. For me, um, final thoughts, just really quick, you know, it's, it's a great series. Um, can't say it's the best that um, want you know they put out there. I personally think it's it's a, it's a toss up in the air between WandaVision and Loki for me. I think WandaVision just beats it just by a hair, but Loki was very very enjoyable. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it's uh, for for what if you know I'm I'm really hoping we see more for uh, for season two. Um, you know, like Devin said, more so of the uh, the Phase Four. Just I want to see some new newer characters. You know, we've been with these other characters for a while. Let's let's get stop, some. Uh, stop putting in Tony Stark and just killing him. Killing him, God. God, Tony can never catch a break. They are constantly yeah. killing him off. Seriously, dude, it sucks. Yeah, like, it's bad enough that we see him die in Endgame. <laughs> I know, like he's dying like four or five. I'm like, okay, can can we just can we stop? I just I just hope that they see if they do a season two, they should tackle on some of the Spidey storylines. Like, what if he w- was in the symbiote outfit, and what if yeah. they uh, um? There's many stories that they can tell that that we haven't seen before. What if you know Sony sold the son, uh, film rights back to Spider to, to Marvel? You know, there's what there's a lot. Get, of th- what if we get Spider Man Four with the Sam Raimi? <laughs> oh man, I I would actually like to see that a lot. I really really would. But yeah, that that pretty much uh, <laughs> concludes our episode here for today. Wanted to thank Matt again for coming on, friend of the show, for helping us close out this entire. Um, series definitely had to have you back i think you actually are coming back for harry potter oh yeah we i'm yeah. definitely coming back on the 17th we're going to be talking about the chamber of secrets which i'm excited yeah. to talk about it that's what i'm talking about Tevin's not a harry yeah. potter fan so it's like, oh man that's a bummer <laughs> <laughs> i told him I'm, like, I'm like i'm like we're gonna do this he's like expel you can do it <laughs> he's like you can do it i'm like it's gonna be a side project for me so very excited for that. Um, man, oh, man, what's coming up in the podcast? Really, Actually, for, before we get into that, I wanted to let uh, Matt give a chance to let everyone know where they can find him um, on social media. Yeah, you can find me at Twitter, just at MattYatt651. And if you want to look on my other social media platforms, you can go to my uh, bio called The Linktree, where I have Snapchat, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I do my movie reviews. And I talk about movies all the time with my mutuals on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we use Linktree. It's nice. It's it's I, I kinda like it to be completely honest. It's 
It's so handy because, like, for the longest time, I'm like, there has to be, like, one link that you can kind of, like, link everything. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, it's just easier to just add a lot of social media platforms that you want to have instead of just constantly changing it and updating it every seriously. time. And it's, it's like, awesome. okay, like, which ones do I, you know, share to people, blah, 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 blah. It, 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 it gets so muddy. Or just having, like, a, a website. But that costs money. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> definitely don't have that. But, yeah, definitely go follow Matt over on those socials that you just mentioned. Um, what is coming up on the pod, Devin? We have so much. We're gonna die by the end of October. So we have <laughs> we have our no time to die review that we'll we'll have a few other uh, special guests coming on that will be releasing on October 11th. We have Griffin from Film Speak, and we have Ryan McQuaid, one of our one of my editors in chief over at InSessionFilm.com. Definitely go check out my Venom Let There Be Carnage review over on InSessionFilm.com, and check out our review that we hear on the podcast. And like Matt mentioned before, we are doing our Harry Potter uh, 20th anniversary, starting of course with the Sorcerer's Stone. That is going to be dropping on October 13th. We have a few people set up for that. Matt's going to be joining us for Chamber of Secrets. And that's as far as I've gotten so far. Kind of, sort of, not really. But, um, and then we also have our Halloween Kills and the Last Duel um, reviews will be dropping simultaneously on October 18th. We'll officially be halfway through the month of October (laughs) (laughs) because of all this craziness that's going on. But if you're in the spooky mood, you can definitely go check out all of our thriller horror episodes we've done on the podcast as well. So um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today here, everyone. Thank you all for listening so, so much. If you enjoy the show, you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at FemOptics. That is Optics with an X to stay in the know. That was Devin. That was Matt. And my name is Christian. And we'll see you guys later on.